This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. What is the first thing that you would do if you had an extra hour in your life? Oh, the first thing I just thought was, oh, I'm going to need more than an hour to fit that stuff in. But I, the fact is a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. I know that is for me. That's a big thing, uh, especially you get older. <laughs> um, and the question, you know, time for what? What would you do? Would it actually make you feel better? What is it that you feel you're missing? In order, you know, that that would make it better. Um, and and one of the ways to sort of help figure out that out is, is therapy. It can help you find out what matters most to you so you can do more of it or focus on what it is that you're spending your time on that, that maybe isn't giving you that that sort of fulfilling experience. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of times people talk about therapy or they talk about mental health or it's about uh, trauma or it is about, you know, like like a, a great amount of pain or anything. And those things are all very valid and everything. But also, you know, in some ways there's stumbling blocks. Uh, there is sort of a, a, something indefinable that you're having a hard time getting to that maybe is stopping you from feeling as confident as you can, as good as you can. And, you know, therapy uh, is, is one way to go after that. If you are thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, is designed to, be, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you'll get matched with a licensed therapist. You may switch therapists at any time you like for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 47, sponsored by ComicHole.com. I love love. I love being in love. I don't care what it does to me. Take these tattered boxes that used to hold your clothes. Break them down. Build them back up with your bones. Now all you do is construct a mess. You're good to me and only bless your memory with nothing to show. Hey, welcome to the iFanboy Pick of Week podcast, episode number 47. Oh my god. How exciting. <laughs> wow. Um, my name is Ron, and I'm here with Connor. Hello. And Josh. Oh, wait, Josh isn't here. <laughs> oh, I forgot. <laughs> Josh is actually somewhere in between Los Angeles and New York, en route, moving to the wonderful East Coast, where everybody should be, because we're cool. And he's too busy to talk he's on the phone. too busy to talk on the phone, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So Josh will not be on this week's podcast. Um, so we miss him, and it's probably better off that he doesn't call because he's driving, and and you know it's illegal in most states, and that's that would just be that'd be bad. Um, anyway, so ifanboy.com, we like comics, we read comics, you know that, and we also know that we write a review every week of the best comic that that came out of our stack. Um, this week Connor has the pick, but before we dive into it, uh, just a quick warner: we're going to talk about warner, a uh, warning, a quick warner. <laughs> What the hell does that mean? We're going to talk about um, the books and what happens in them, so there might be some spoilers. So if you haven't read your comics for the last week, um, then stop listening and tune in later. Um, so, Connor, why don't you take it away? This week, the best book was 52 Week 19, which um, we haven't picked 52 since its inaugural issue. No, we haven't, actually. That's and I was surprised. I, was, I didn't realize that until I looked. But... And it's been 19 weeks. Right. Oh, that's almost how many months? 
A lot. Yeah. That's four five months. months. Yeah, it's almost five months, yeah. Yes. Crazy. Um, so why I'm not good like at math. Why'd you like uh, well, as we've talked about in previous shows, 52 has finally come out of the introductory stage. It's come out of its shell. And it's into the um, plot development stage. Whereas we had eight, about 17 issues of setup, because that's the three... <laughs> the three acts... It was worse than Ultimate Spider-Man. <laughs> exactly. The three-act structure means... Um, the first third of the story is set up, and that's about 17 issues is about a third of the yeah. series. So um, it was really starting to take a dive for a while because really nothing was happening. But now, do you think it was? Do you think it was taking a dive? Do you think they were throwing it? No. Well, I think story-wise, it was taking a downward <laughs> spiral-ish dive kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but now that now that we're into Act Two, things are actually happening. There's some exciting developments. There's some plot twists, and it's actually a really fun book right now, especially now that it's coming out weekly. Um, you, things move well, quickly. It's always been coming out weekly. Well, now, and what I mean is, it's, it's weekly. So now that things are happening, right? So things, it's, so it's, the it's momentum exciting. it can it can run with the. But you realize that, I, and I agree with you. This book, well, it was very good this week. But you've got this feeling of momentum, and you know, next week's going to be steel. Yeah. Well, see, I haven't really been paying attention to the. Um, you know how at the end of the issue they put a little next week or next yeah. in fifty two, and they have little story. Yeah. Panels. Yep. Have those been corresponding to the next issue directly? I haven't really been paying attention. Oh, I haven't been. I haven't actually been paying attention either. <laughs> you think that we would pay attention? Although it says it looks like Supernova standing in front of the old rock. Oh my God! Is Jason Todd Supernova? I should hope not. Oh my God! That's crazy, dude. He's not Supernova. He's off. He's standing in front of ruining Nightwing. Do you think that it's Nightwing? No, I think it's Superboy. Oh. Well, you maybe Superboy. You think it's Connell or whatever his name is? I don't know. It's not Booster Connell. Gold. You think it's Connor? Yes, it's me, actually. No. <laughs> Connor Kent? Grant Morrison's going very meta. It's going to be me. <laughs> it's going to be... Yeah. <laughs> um, I wrote about it briefly in my Pick of the Week review on ibfanboy.com that... Uh, it's is a funny. lovely review, by the way. Thank it's you. Good job. Good job. It, it's funny that we, we complain about slow character development because as someone who reads a lot of books, I love you know long, drawn-out, thick, dense prose novels, but then when I get to comics, it's like... You know, I want it. Our brains are conditioned differently, I think. When, or at least mine is. When I'm reading a comic, I have a different mindset than when I'm reading a novel. Right. Which is interesting because they're both stories. And Well, no, but it makes sense, though, because there's the, you have the visuals, and when nothing's going on and you've got the visuals of nothing going on, it can be pretty boring, I guess. There's also a difference between nothing going on in an, un, in an interesting way and nothing going on in an uninteresting way. Yeah, I hear that. Because... I hear that, brother. People criticize... People criticize Bendis for he, he's slow stories, but in, within the slow stories, he's got lots of character development, interesting dialogue. Stuff totally. I, I love the Ultimate Spider-Man episode. Exactly. Where, where nothing happens. Those, oh, those are some of my favorite. There was a stretch of 52 where nothing was happening and nothing nothing was interesting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but now now we've, now we've things have kicked off. Uh, the really like annoying robot has now become a really integral part of the story. I like the use of Skeets as a football on, in, on the cover. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Well, um, especially since they, they established, wasn't this guy a football star? Yeah, he was, yeah. Um, I've never found Skeets annoying, by the way. I've, really? I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it him the entire time. I think it's because there's always been some sort of annoying sidekick robot yeah, in, yeah. Uh, the, in and around Booster Gold, and it's just, you know, even, that, even back when I loved the GIF in JLA, they always had these stupid robots in them, and I guess maybe I just don't like robots. Yeah, maybe you're anti-robot. I, for one, welcome our future robot masters. <laughs> I welcome our robot leaders. Yes, <laughs> overlords. Um, <laughs> and I thought the Starfire, Lobo, Animal Man, um, 
uh, Adam Strange stuff was good, and everything was good. I, although I don't know why. Uh, I mean, I know they were all stuck on a, a planet together for a while, but yeah. the the shower scene well, it was not weird. It was just kind of like I like, huh? I mean, well, they're like a team now. Adam Strange was kind of showering, and the other two were just kind of hanging around talking behind him. Can, can I make an awful, awful guilty like guilty like a guilty confession? Yes. There was an issue of X Men back when Jim Lee was doing it. Wait, are you sure you want to put this out there? It was oh. after the Extinction Agenda, and so okay. all all the team members were back at the mansion, and like that was part, and it was right before they went into space to go to fight the Shi'ar or whatever. And like the 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 whole, it was one of those one off issues. Like kind of, it was kind of like there should have been a baseball game, but it wasn't. The theme right. was is that the fact that the mansion was overloaded because like you know New Mutants, X Force were there, X Factor was there, all the X Men were there. You know, it was it was the mansion was packed. And there's a scene of Jean Grey and Psylocke in the women's bathroom area, and I think Psylocke was taking a shower, and Jean Grey was getting dressed, and I'm like 13, and it was like <laughs> the hottest page. I like I I could I could sketch out the page for you exactly because I looked at it, I was like, oh my god, um, and I recognize that they're drawings. And, but well, I was that's 13, when, when so you're 13. Like, was it Jim Lee? It was Jim Lee. Yeah. When you're 13, Jim Lee has a very uh, Psylocke and Jean Grey. Oh, influential like, impact it's, it's on like, you. What was great was that, like, I think Jean Grey was taking her costume off and okay. the shower, and it was just Enough. like, it, no, but it was just like the com. It wasn't. It was. It was. It was hot. So, <laughs> all right. Wow. I just ruined the podcast. Only ten minutes in. That's, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm not afraid to say it. Where's Josh? Hey, here's my question: Are we going to get this big time travel headache? I love the time travel headache. By the way, is this? I love time travel. Is this? Is this? Uh, Ancestor Booster Gold going to turn out to be Booster Gold? Probably. I don't know. He, I don't sent him to, he sent him to one million AD. Does that mean he's gonna? Does that mean that he's hidden deep in DC one million? We have to go back and look now. No, I we know. don't. Damn it! Where are those books? <laughs> I don't believe I bought Booster Gold one million. <laughs> yeah, no. I think I think that's where we're headed. Um, I I want to know more about this wherever with this the chalkboard with all the clues and everything and you know. Right, and who is the he? Yeah, well, it's pointing to it's. I, I well, the thing is, is that. I think it's supposed to believe that it's pointing to Booster Gold, but I think it's really pointing to Skeets. It, it, the he sort of, I mean, when he says he, when Skeets you know, throws the, the fake Booster Gold into the future and flies away saying he knows, it, it, was, it didn't seem like he was referring to Adam Strange, more of just the, it seemed more, I don't want to say biblical, but more like uh, ominous. Yeah, yeah. Like he is some, somebody really important. Ooh, I just, yeah, I just I just thought of a I just I just remembered a tie-in. Um, not to I'm, I don't want to go off of Fifty Two, but it's somewhat related. Um, it's it's off the script, so I apologize. I'm sorry. Um, but Green Lantern number thirteen came out this week. Yes. And um, I know one of the things we've been dating, debating is whether Green you know Jeff Johns is any good and Green Lantern blah blah. This issue I thought was was really good. I mean, Green Lantern I feel as if has been has been getting better. And this storyline was definitely better than the previous storyline. Yeah, and I, did you read it or? Yes, I did. Yeah, there was a hot Green Lantern. So speaking of hot <laughs> checks. Um, but the thing is, is that um, did you notice at the end of it when the guardians are talking about they all say fifty two? That was they all say fifty two. Yeah, I was like, what, the, what? What is that? This is and this is one year later too. So right, that really threw me for a loop. So what does that mean? Yeah, because it was completely nonsensical. It's like Absolutely. they had a conversation, then they all just say fifty two. So um, well, didn't they say fifty two are people? Who are the fifty two? Yeah, they, there are the yeah. There, there's a group of people who are the fifty two. Yeah. So. Are they the 4,400? Are they the nine? 
<laughs> numbers. Everyone, well, ever, since, ever since Lost, everyone's been obsessed with these damn Let's numbers. talk about Green Lantern then, because... Um, yeah, I mean, I, real briefly, I just thought, I thought it was... I mean, it had a lot of action. It had a lot of fighting. I lo- uh, I lo- For some reason, I've, I don't I don't read Superman, or I didn't read Green Lantern back in the 90s, but I love the Eradicator. I love him. I don't know right. why. Well, um, he's a really creepy design. Yeah, the no, the nose really bothered me. To be honest with you, he just like got a nose. Yeah, because, a metal because face. it seems as if over the years the face has deteriorated to be more like a t- Terminator face and less like a man's face. And now it's just kind of like his his right eye and his right ear and his hair and like his nose and the rest is like metal. But like when he's far away, it just looks like this like dot of pink and it just looks really weird. I didn't like the nose, but um, it's kind of creepy. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I I I like I love the concept of using Green Lanterns to power these huge manhunters. That was really cool. Um, I still, I know you're kind of sensitive with the, you know, uh, bringing back all the dead Green Lanterns. Well, I just uh, thought it weakens the whole idea. But well, how do you feel about it now that it's done? Well, it's done. I mean, well, not much yeah. I can say about it. I've it's already done. said it's it it's <laughs> over. Crying over spilled milk. I, you know, it just cheapens it. I mean, it's interesting that basically Green Lantern or Hal Jordan is a uh, man alone at this point because everybody yeah. hates him. Yeah. Which is an interesting way to play it. Um, Which she seems very happy about. Well, the, the chick? Yeah. It's the orange Spock chick. I'm in love. Well, he's Hal Jordan. He's the man. I'm Hal Jordan. I make out with girls in space. <laughs> that was a cheesy panel. That was cheesy. <laughs> um, but, uh... I loved her and then she died. You threw it at me completely off. Oh, he's a man alone. Mean? That's an interesting twist. I mean, if you're gonna... Nobody wants to talk to me. <laughs> That's not a Hal I'm Jordan. A, I'm a man alone. <laughs> Could you imagine if Hal Jordan talked like that in real life? I don't think he'd get half the chi- half the chicks. <laughs> Follow me, guy. You know what that is? Is like like when the when the movies went from silent to talkies, and all the yeah, actors exactly. sounded bad, and they all the, exactly. the public freaked out. Or when you meet somebody who you've never heard talk, yes. and then you hear them talk for the first time, and it's like, oh, they sound like that. I don't want to drop any names, but there was no, a very, very big uh, writer that we heard in San Diego. Yeah, we were the like comic writer who actually made us <laughs> recoil in shock. <laughs> Anyway, all right. So, um, I, yeah, no, but it was a good issue, right? It was a good issue. Yeah. Um, Jeff Johns, not. I know you guys gave him. No, 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 no. I think you're. I think no, you're I think lo- lumping us all in together. Yeah. As we like to say, there are three iFanboys with three different opinions, and, and there's only two here now. Let's see, the one matter. that is the most anti-Johns is somewhere in somewhere Pennsylvania, in, um, in the great Midwest. I I like Jeff Pennsylvania Johns. is the Midwest because I'm New York centric. Everything. Um, uh, I don't think everything he's done has been a home run, but I think he's done. His track record is way more positive than negative. Yeah, totally. And I think so, Green Lantern is something he's really he's really tuned into. Yeah, no, I do too. I mean, I think I think he I think he was getting his legs for it, and I think it's gonna, I think now it's going to be pretty good. Hopefully, I don't know. I have high hopes. Um, so the Escapist number three actually didn't get picked. I've I I, I was wavering. I didn't. I mean, it, it was it was very very close. And I th- good. I, I liked it a lot. I think what what really put fifty two over the top was. Um, I felt like 52 deserved recognition for getting way better. Yeah. Okay. And the fact that we hadn't talked about it a lot. And I, kind I re- of like, be, like best comeback player. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it was, it was solid. It was really, really good, 52. Most improved. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. Um, and Escapist was really good. And any other week, it probably could have been the pick. But, yeah. you know, the first two were the pick. And um, How did you feel about the page where he starts talking, where he breaks the fourth wall? Well, they've all all, the, all of them broken the fourth no, wall. No, but this was I felt was even more blatant. You know what I mean? Like where he's was, where he's talking about. Yeah, he's sitting on the couch and they're talking. Yeah, behind he's sitting him. on the couch and, and and they're behind him, but he's 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 out of the you know he's out of the moment. I think I think it was fine. I thought it was good. Yeah, it was good. No, I, I thought like, I, I think it's like the twist at the end. Still, yeah. Well, yeah. I love the fact that you know they're they're talking. It's this is so. 
it's so like through the looking glass this book and they're talking in the, in the book about how they need to develop a villain for their character and then the next page is the, the villain in their story yep and um and I think this is a great comic. I mean, this is, yeah, no, this is one of the most innovative comics I've read in a while. It was, and you know how you know how much this means. It was the first book I read this week. There you go, the most anticipated so, book. Yeah, so there you go. There you also go. bought DMZ. I, I did as I did buy DMZ this week, and I felt as if it was worth discussing. This is a, this is a um, you know you don't buy the series, right? No, DMZ and local. DMZ and local, and is there another book that local? By the way, I picked up local that came out last week because my store didn't get it, and I went to a different store this week because um, I wasn't home. And I picked up last week's local, and it takes place in Park Slope. Oh, really? Yeah. So well, why don't you just tell out. everybody where I live, and they can come no, find me? No, I didn't say you live there. I just said it takes place there. Nobody <laughs> knows the connection. You might be fond of Park Slope. You might have, you know, grew up there. You might have, you know, know somebody there. I didn't. You know, why well, it takes place it on Fourth Street? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not where I live. It's, it's red herring, red herring. Um, um, no, but um, you would like DMZ. No, I, and I, 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 I really do, and I've heard a lot about it, but, but DMZ and local and those kind of books are things I, I prefer to read and trade for them. Okay, that's fine. And I, I fully plan on p- picking In fact, DM, doesn't DMZ, one of the trades is out. Yeah. Isn't there, is there another yeah, there book? Is the first trade is out. Yeah, I saw it in yeah. store, and I almost picked it up, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick it up soon. You should get it. I will. But okay, so, why did um, you like it? It was good. It was it was a one shot, and what it was is, and it was by a different artist. It was a guest artist, and because um, we're you know we just finished a big arc, and basically like we get th- you know with DMZ for those what's, who don't what's know. What's the quick premise for DMZ? Yeah, I was just I was just right. give the premise if you can just you know give me a moment. No. Um, <laughs> so the premise of DMZ for those who you know those who don't don't know, it's a Vertigo book. Shock and awe. I'm, I'm reading a Vertigo book in issue format, not even in trade. Wow. Um, but it, it basically there's a civil war in the United States and um, between like the United States of America and the free states of America and it was kind of um, born out of all the um, the what's the I don't I want to say missionaries but that's not the right word the um, militia militia yeah the, mil- you know, the militias in like Montana and shit like that and apparently it came to a head in New York um, on the corner you know on the on the cor- on the corner of Seventh and Thirty Fourth <laughs> um, on the uh, on the banks of the um, of the Hudson. Um, where the militias were moving in on New York and the army stopped them there. And basically Manhattan has now become a DMZ, a demilitarized zone. Hmm. And, um, and this reporter kid, his the photographer was dropped in and his reporter died and then he became the reporter. And it's been really cool kind of, you know, telling, you know, kind of reporting from the inside, you right. know, from, you know, kind of entrenched. Oh, it sounds um, great. I'm definitely going to yeah, be Yeah, really cool. And one of the characters, one of the supporting characters is this chick that he meets um, named Z who is a like a medic and she lives in Manhattan and she's you know has you know runs around helping people and this issue tells her story and but in telling her story it goes back before Manhattan became the DMZ and you actually see the events that happened that led up to it you see like the eva- the attempted evacuation Oh really that's cool. And yeah the, the first bombing and all this kind of stuff and and it's kind of you know as as and you know I know we we joke we don't want to be a New York podcast but we live here and this is what happens but as being a New Yorker and what's happened in our past like the panels of watching like missiles hit New York are were kind of hard to swallow. Yeah, I bet. Um, yeah, but um, but it was done really well, and it told and it told the story, and it and it and it brings me up to speed where now I know more about this character, and now I, I I'm you know it kind of, and it kind of ends very kind of optimistically with Z and the kid who's the reporter. Um, How many issues into it are we? This is issue number eleven. Okay. So it's still jump onable, and in fact, actually, this issue could be a jump on, jumping on point. If you're curious about this and you want to get it in issue format, pick up issue number eleven because you get the background on the character Z. You don't get much character on the on the reporter dude, but a new arc will start next next issue. So, so this um, is this is the one shot between two yeah, arcs. The one shot, yeah, exactly, with the guest penciler. And it's really was really interesting that there's a they have a 
address from the president right before they you know give up Manhattan, mm-hmm. and it's just like the words that this president, whoever, I mean, it's not it's not Bush, but you know you you gotta you know, but it's like basically he's just saying how you know he's you know that this is you know, a nation divided and he's gonna do everything to you know reunite it and this has happened before, but you know they no but he's saying no negotiation, no treaties as long as he holds his office. You know, the United States of America will remain as one, whatever the cost. We've gone to war before to preserve our dream. We'll go to war again. You know, and then he ends it, you know, history will vindicate us in this noble endeavor. endeavor. God bless America. You traitors can go to hell. <laughs> and, like, can you just imagine, like, a president saying on a national address, like, you go to hell. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it, it, it really got – it was powerful. It was really good. So, um, Didn't Harrison Ford do that in, uh, you, in Air Force oh, One? Yeah. Get off my plane. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie. Gary Oldman is the villain, the Russian villain. Yeah, he's good at it. Um, love Oldman. Um, but yeah, so, um, it was, so it was really, really good. And you see the evolution of the Z character and you understand why she's angry and all, you know, and what she's been through. And, and like a lot of it is, you know, her, you know, wants to help people regardless of their beliefs and what side they're on. And actually, it's kind of funny. There's one early What on side is she on? Well, early on in the book, there's a, there's a pro American guy in a fight with a free state guy. And and the pro American guy's beating the crap out of her, and he's wearing a Twin Towers T-shirt and saying he's a cop and saying uh, you know to to leave him alone. And she's saying, hey, he's hurt, you know, I've got to help him. And he points the gun at her and he's like, well, whose side are you on? And you know, of course, you had to think of it. So every, now, whenever I hear someone say, whose side are you on? I'm gonna think Civil War for the rest of my life. Um, well, that's that's a scarier, more real Civil War scenario. Yes. Yeah. No. This is a, a real civil. War. Yeah. It's, and it's actually kind of funny that this is happening while like the fun, happy civil war is happening. You know, like you know, where the where the big you know big superheroes fight each other, and this is like actually got people dying, and like you know, it's hard. It's hardcore. This is hardcore. Right. Well, I mean, they're um, both disturbing in different ways. And it is suggested for mature readers, so that our listeners who are under thirteen, please, you know, is ask it, your parents. Are there lots of blood and boobies? No, not not so much on the boobies. Just I can go through more of the boobies. And, and language. But, um, there's violence and and there's Manhattan being bombed. Well, that's um, there you so go. that's kind of violent. Um, and there's blood and the like. And every now and then there's a booty or a booby. You would think that Manhattan wouldn't be like a strategic location for the. Well, what it was is I think it became it became was a, that symbolic. Yeah, I think it was symbolic, and I also think it was somewhat. Um, it was somewhat you know like because Manhattan is so small and so important, and it became like a standoff. I see. You know. So there's more there's more um, exposition about the the war and who you know what territory. How did the militias get all the way to Manhattan without? I don't know, I don't remember, and I don't even think it's been told. I think that's part part of the. What's interesting is that part of it is that he's going to tell the story of what has happened to New York in this war, but also like both in the present time and in the past, and and you get snippets and snapshots of what happened throughout the the, the, the issues. Writers love to um, take advantage of the current. Politicized climate of the U.S. and write about U.S. Civil War because there's another book called um, uh, I'm losing my mind Rex Mundi, yeah, which um, it doesn't it does it, it it takes place in the U.K. but it's got um, in the back there's always like newspaper articles yeah. to sort of fill in backstories and then there's always a report on the Second Civil War in the United States and well that well that's the thing the United like, States of uh, it's been split in two. It's like the there's two different countries now, and one right. you know the South has no, you know the the North has no like wheat. The South has no this. It's like you know it's a big disaster. Yeah, uh, South has no internet. Yeah. Um. That and that's a, that's the thing. It's actually kind of funny. And I want to get into my my store my retail purchase the, purchasing this week. But I was actually in the store that will remain nameless for a few moments. Um. And I and mm-hmm. we we're ta- and we we're talking and you know like. It's re- I find it really interesting because in the 80s, in the Reagan-Thatcher era, there was a ton of protest stuff going on. 
I mean, in the underground mainly, but like, but there was a lot of protests. You mean through arts? Yeah, through yeah, through art, through music and stuff like that. I mean, like there were bands like Reagan Youth and like all these like kind of you know like like the the punk scene became very political and like all you know and like very anti what was going on. And I almost feel like you know, admittedly, I was you know young in the you know the early eighties and you know like I wasn't very you know that much of an activist. Yeah, you were like three. Yeah, no, I was older. Not in the early eighties. Not in the early. Oh yes, I mean it all depends. It's a sliding scale. Fourth grade um, is 1986. Each year I gained a, a, a year older. So right. Anyway, um, um, but um, but I but I think comparatively now in this Bush and I don't want to get political. I mean nobody ever likes it when we get political. But the Bush, you know, time period that we're in now, I feel as if it's like worse than the 80s because we weren't like at war in the 80s. You know, like people weren't dying in the 80s. Well, I f- and now people are dying, and yet yet it, like I don't see any of the the same level of protest stuff. I think you know, a lot of that has to do with the fact that we were we were we were not that far out of Vietnam, yeah. In the eighties, so it's only been only, only been you know decade or less. Yeah, so people were so still pissed. The yeah. taste of of that yeah. kind of war was probably still on everybody's lips. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I think it's and I think it's the same thing too. Like my whole thing with the gas thing. I mean, like you know, in the seventies we had a gas crisis similar to what, what we're in right now, where prices went through the roof and the supply was low, and there were the lines and and. People responded by carpooling and riding bicycles and not driving. And now gas gets to th- you know what it was like three thirty like three dollars and thirty cents around me for a while. And like and you we go geez how about those gas prices? I'll fill it up, you know. And they slide your credit card in and just pay it, you know. Like it's just uh, it's I feel as if we've gotten distant and are kind of questioning things. I don't get too Captain America y, but it's it's kind of changed, you know. Well, that's that's. That's another show. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole other show. We'll be spinning off a p- uh, political podcast. Not that I wouldn't so. want to talk about it, but I think we'll yeah, probably... no, nobody wants to hear. We're going to get letters. So, so speaking of comics, um, yeah, you I were did... you were not in town this week. This was this was a unique week for me. I was actually in San Francisco this week uh, for work. I was um, attending a conference, and so I figure I'm in San Francisco. It's Wednesday. I need my book, so I I made my way down to Isotope Comics. Um, which uh, it's a fairly people... famous comic store. Fairly famous in terms comic of store. online presence. Yep, and um. And uh, James, the proprietor, he has a, he's done a column at comicbookresources.com. If you've read it before, he's, he's written about having a retail store. Um, and I, I got to say, it, it was probably one of the finest comic book purchasing experiences of my life. Really? That, that is, it is a very good store. It is a very, very good store. Well, I, I, I didn't ask you any questions because I, I, I wanted to wait to talk to you about it here. So okay. what's, what's it like? What's the layout? Well, it's it's very modernly de- it's very modernly designed, very kind of like got a little industrial thing going on. Um, there are these awesome kind of you know vinyl covered couches um, in the front, and you can just you can just grab a book and sit down and start reading. Like it's totally cool vibe. Literally everybody who walked in when I was there, like they they, they knew. I mean, it was Wednesday, admittedly it was Wednesday, but like it was very friendly. Like every like you felt you felt as if everybody knew your name. Really, you know what I mean? Like the customers knew each other. The the people working at the store knew the customers. Is it from the Pe- hanging out aspect of people hanging out yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. People, people hung out and po- people hung out until closing, and we just talked comics and we we're you know making jokes and watching stuff on YouTube and you know like it was great. The, um, so you walk in and there are these couches, and then then you walk in a little more, and then on one wall is all the new releases, the the issues that come out. And then on the other wall, there is like the same width of the the shelves that are for um, the new releases. There was like two widths worth mm-hmm. of shelves with previous issues, but not like no long boxes of back back issues. Right. You know what I mean, like if you like if you're looking for Uncanny X Men number one twenty six, this isn't the place to go. Um, well, most I think most forward thinking stores are getting rid of the, the, the back issue space. Well, yeah, and then speaking of forward thinking, you then go deeper into the store and. 
there's kind of like a loft area. There's like stairs that go up to and up where, where I guess they do events and like signings and stuff like that. But under the loft area were probably about uh, I want to say double or triple the, the the shelf space of the single issues of trade paperbacks. Right. Like literally trades as far as the eye can see. That's cool. Uh, and organized by publisher, alphabetical. Like they had, ev- they, they had everything. It was. I mean, they he carries everything. Well, I got a text from you saying I'm in the best comic book store ever. Yeah, it really, it really, it really is. I mean, if like if I were to open a comic book store, this I would follow this model. I think because it was just very cool. It was a great vibe and great. Yeah, and I gotta thank I gotta thank James and um, the rest of the crew because we ended up um, going out afterwards and had a very bizarre night. (laughs) 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 But um, when did you go to bed? I went to bed late. Really, I went to bed like three in the morning. We went we went to a tiki bar. (laughs) It was just it was great. It was brilliant. I had one of the best steaks I've ever had, and and apparently the place the steak place it was an off night. The steak place I forgot the name. It was like it's called like Bobo's, but like it's some longer name like Bobo Charval or whatever it is. And the deck decor of the steak restaurant is um, Venetian clowns. (laughs) What? Like Venice, you know, like yeah, Mardi yeah, I know, what it, I know what it means, like, but why? Cir- circus-like. It was, it was brilliant. It was great. It was fantastic. Well, people didn't understand that. Um, we we met James briefly in San Diego. Um, just yeah, sort very of briefly. say hi. You know, he's yeah. he's he his he putting his pen in the map. He's he's he listens yeah. to the show occasionally, and um, you know, so we don't know James. So yeah. Ron ended up going out to dinner with him, hanging out with him. That's how friendly the people at the store are because oh yeah like literally I, wa- I I ended the evening feeling as if these like I these people were my friends I mean like that that was just so friendly so embracing and like and literally I walked in and I just you know you know me I'm somewhat brazen and I just walked in and I was like oh hey Ron from my fanboy and he's like oh hey how you doing and it kind of left me alone and I got my books and I paid and then I asked for you know a restaurant recommendation and then it went from there <laughs> but it was a good time we so anybody who's fun. in San Francisco should at least yes. stop in and check out Isotope Comics we approve Isotope and 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 if you look closely you'll see the occasional celebrity apparently robin williams is a regular apparently tracy chapman tracy ullman ron richards yeah right but um but so yeah so it's it's isotope comics it's on fell street and uh goff fell and goff um yeah so next time i'm in san francisco i'm definitely going there yeah so no i i've been in years but next time there i've heard a lot about the story i've been very curious i'm definitely gonna check it out yeah so yeah, so Isotope, very cool, and you can you can go to isotopecomics.com and check them out online. So, and while you're online, if you need to buy comics and you don't live in San Francisco, you can go to comichole.com. Um, Connor, how is Comichole as a store? Are they are they a good online store? Comichole has all the new Marvel, DC, Dark Horse image books you want, and they're all forty percent off, Ron. Wow, that's, you that's can stop by their site every month. Site every month, you can pre-order the books. You can order them or just right there and then, or you can get a subscription service. You can have them automatically sent to you every month without having to go back to the website. You can get current comics. You can get trade paperbacks, hardcovers, and they're all 30 to 50% off. You can get new ones every month, and it's just I've gone on there. They've got everything, everything yeah. you can want. You can check it out, comical.com. They ship in big, flexible uh, packaging. It, your books come in good condition. Yes, they get, and the shipping is top notch. You don't need to worry about getting your stuff jammed into your ma- your mailbox because it won't. <laughs> the packaging won't do it. So, <laughs> so check out comical dot com. Check them out, and they uh, tell my fanboy sent you. Yeah. All right. So, um, so we've got a situation, Connor. Yes. The listener mail, listener voicemail has gotten out of hand. Yeah, I mean we we don't have a staff. 
with this stuff. I mean, we we and like earlier in the podcast life, we've always been like we're getting inundated with email. We were lying. We, we weren't lying. We were just but, exaggerating. But, but I didn't really know what how it felt until this week when when we started prepping for the show. And Connor's like, we've we've got a lot of email. We have <laughs> so, a lot. So again, we're we're we do our best to get back to everybody. If we don't read your email on on the show, um, we apologize, but um, we will write back to you and, and keep keep the emails coming in. So let's let's get started. Um, Mike M. from Tallahassee, Florida, writes in. He's been listening to the podcast for a couple of months, um, and he tries to stay off the internet boards for um, for a few reasons, mainly that he wants to avoid spending hours a day on them, which I know that feeling. Um, <laughs> Don't but, we all? Uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't know if the topic's been kicked around ad nauseum, and to be honest, Mike, there's no topic that's been kicked around ad nauseum. We'll talk about whatever. Um, his main question is, will Civil War, Annihilation, and Planet Hulk all come together in one huge Marvel epic once they all conclude? Um... You know, we don't know officially. That was your theory way, way That's back. That's my theory in the very beginning. I don't see how they can't. You know the Hulk is coming back, and you know the Illuminati put him, put him out there. You know he's going to be pissed. You know there's going to be some sort of reckoning. You know Nova came from the Marvel Universe, and now he's out in Annihilation, and Silver Surfer, and, and, and you know, like, they're too big of storylines to, to go unnoticed. Well, they announced that World War Hulk thing, which I didn't read because I didn't want to be... I'm I'm tired of solicitation spoiling storylines. I'm tired of these solicitations. I'm tired of it. God <laughs> damn it. God damn it. <laughs> so I don't know what that means or what's happening in that storyline, but there is an upcoming storyline. Yeah, the World Hulk World War. World and War I, Hulk. I, yeah, and and the Hulk. I gotta admit, the Planet Hulk stuff. I might go back and pick up those issues. I am curious about them. Um, I'm a, I'm an on again, off again Hulk reader. So you think that all these are gonna come together as one? I I don't know if it's gonna be a huge like Secret Wars type, you know, '80s type thing, mm-hmm. or you know, but um. But I just don't see how you can't do anything of this scale in three different corners of your universe and not have them meet somewhere somehow. And it might be something small. It might be something very little. But I, I mean, I just feel like the, right now the Hulk is a meteorite headed for Earth. You know, it's a great yeah. ending to Civil War is just the Hulk comes back and just kills just, everybody. Yeah, it kills Tony. And then every book in the Marvel Universe is what features the Hulk. Uh, <laughs> um, and Mike's last question is he wants to know if the series Beyond could tie into Civil War and all this stuff. Um, and he thinks that if it is, that's a crappy way to get the Beyonder back in the universe. And I've been so tempted to buy that Beyond book because I love the Beyonder, but I just couldn't bring myself. To I it, don't. So. I no, I'm not even touching that book with a ten foot yeah, pole. Ten foot pole. Who's, it, who's writing it? Isn't it Dwayne McDuffie? Is it? Yeah, that would be is. surprising. Yeah, I forget who it is. I think it's someone. It was so, yeah, it was someone. I was like, huh? You know. So anyway, so thank you, Mike, uh, for the email. Um, our next email comes from Craig from Oklahoma. Um, he was actually looking through the bargain bin at Blockbuster and came off came across a DVD that he wanted to know um, what we thought of, and it's called The Rocketeer. And apparently, it was made in 1991 by Disney and was an adaptation of a graphic novel by Dave Stevens. Um, wow! <laughs> he, he remembers thinking it was one of the greatest things back when it came out, um, and watching it now, 15 years later, he you know made him notice that some parts were slightly corny, but all in all, still an enjoyable movie. And had a young Jennifer Connelly, and who, in the words of Ron, hot. <laughs> she she is was and continues to be hot. Craig, um, and let me let me correct your spelling. Hot is not spelled H O T. It's spelled H A W T. Hot. <laughs> um, I, he just want to know if we if we remember the movie. I so, do. I mean, first of all, we're we're kidding around. The Rocketeer is a, was a big deal property in terms of comics. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it hasn't you you don't see much of it now. But when the movie came out, I mean, that's that Dave Stevens' Rocketeer is a famous comic. Yeah. So um, and I will go as far to say it is probably one of the Better and most underrated comic book um, adaptation movies. Absolutely. 
Yep. I love Rocketeer. I saw it in the theaters. Yep. I saw, you know, I, re- I rented it a lot. Um, I haven't seen it in probably ten years, but um, it was on HBO for a run a while ago. I, I watched it is it a really, really ago. fun comic movie. Features. Yeah, uh, it's good. It's good. And if you, and if you are a fan of Ex Machina, an evil Timothy Dalton. Yeah, it is kind of Ex Machina like. Now that I think yeah. about it. It actually is. Well, not really. Well, not the political aspect, the, the, but the character design, yeah. The the helmet and the jetpack and everything like you know. So and the slightly corny aspect of it, I mean, is done well. It's good. And for it's, it. I think it's supposed to be because the time it's you know it's like 1940s. You know, yeah. and the world is slightly corny then. Yeah. It's according to our standards, anyway. All right, well, but it's a good movie. The, thank you for the email, Craig. And we we like the Rocketeer. Um, our next email comes from Mark from areas unknown. Um, big fan of the podcast. Thank you, Mark. He was wondering what we think of Spider-Man comics right now. He said, most people don't seem to like them, but he's enjoying the whole friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He thinks the Myster- Mysterio story is really fun. Um, I didn't, I don't, I don't get that most, I, I think their books are really popular right now. I think, but the thing is, is that, yeah, I think they're really popular, but I think ever since the Clone Saga, I think Spider-Man and X-Men are the two kind of go-to books in Marvel that are really easy to hate. Like you can get really upset with what's going on in those books at any given time when you're a diehard comic reader, and I think that I think that's what uh, that's probably what. Well, I think a lot of that has to do with them. the fact that people don't like the stance that Peter's taken in Civil War. They don't like the fact that he reveals identity, yep. and they they may not like the way the story's going, but that, that doesn't necessarily translate to them not liking the book. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which just and that's a sign of a good book if you've got people buying it and talking about it. Yeah, exactly. We didn't I, like Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man because it dropped because us. Because of the other. Because the second issue started in the middle of a crossover we didn't want to be a part of. So that's why and we I'm, didn't like it. And bad enough. And, and if I wasn't buying so many damn books every week, I probably would start buying it again. And I probably will look for it in trade because I am a big, big Peter David fan. So. Um, and Amazing Spider-Man is good. It's a yeah, very I good book. Buy, even though I hate JMS. I hate JMS and I buy Amazing Spider-Man. And I love Peter David and I don't buy Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Go figure. What is wrong with you? Well, because I figure Amazing is one of those books you got to, you got to, it's Amazing Spider-Man. It's the flagship title. I don't know. So, uh, Mark, we like Spider-Man, and there's probably other people who like it. And Josh likes it a lot, too. Okay. (laughs) Um, Our next next email comes from Frank, not Gina. Um, Anyway, he heard about the show through Wizard, which is awesome. That's the best press we've ever gotten, probably. <laughs> the only, um, not the only, but the best. Um, and he forgets which one of us is the big X-Men fan. He believes that it was me, Ron, and he is correct. Um, he's very interested in picking up as many back issues of X-Men and Uncanny X-Men as he can. Any suggestions on the cheapest and easiest way of getting all these issues? Um, okay, this is a great question. Again, when talking about getting back issues, it all depends on why you want them. That's true. Okay? If you want to read them, like you don't care about collecting them, and you want to read them, you've got two options. One is old school, and you can go find the essentials and the masterpiece editions and stuff like that, the reprints and the trade paper. Are those comprehensive, though? They're, they are, but they're tough to piece together. You got you got you got to do some homework to figure them out, you know. But you could get a lot of the, you can get a, a ton of the backstories. Or if you're slightly more new school, Frank, you can buy the DVDs of every issue of Uncanny and X-Men on DVDs and read them on your computer. Oh, that's I didn't even think of that. Yeah, huh? I got the smarts. So you can get that through Amazon, and I have the Spider-Man collection, and it's it's freaking cool. And the only reason why I haven't gotten the X-Men collection is because I'm collecting the run, and that's the other option, is that if you're looking to collect them and you actually want the People issues, have to be dumping them on, like, eBay and stuff. Yeah, eBay is a great place. Um, or you can just go to, like, Mile High Comics or, like, one of the big comic book 
stores um, online that sell back issues, and most likely you can find them there. But I think eBay is probably your best bet, where you could probably find groupings of like issue 180 through 200 for like 12 bucks. So there's um, the trade paperback route, there's the DVD route, or there's yeah. the traditional single issue. Single issue, yeah. you get them on eBay. You can go to the comic store. Now the tough thing is that probably if I had to if I had to rank them in order of price, um, the single issue route is going to be the most expensive. Right. The trades w- w- would be the, the the next least expensive, and the cheapest way is probably the DVD. That's the cheapest and the easiest because you don't have to worry about piecing it together. It's all in order there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, so Frank, I strongly encourage you to check out the DVDs. I think that's a good way if you want to read them. If you want to collect the issues, get out of my way because I'm doing it too. So. <laughs> How's that going, by the way? I haven't. I've been spending money on other things. <laughs> I'm hoping maybe um, when I come into a little cash next year that I, I will actually go on a back issue binge because it's been a while. Cocaine's so. expensive, isn't it? It is tough. And I haven't done... Uh, all my bo- All my books are so out of order. I haven't done a great comic reorganization since 2001. Oh my so. god, what's wrong do with you? Do you remember that one? Yes, I do. When I took you over sent my pictures. Yeah, it was crazy. Anyway, um, all right, so thank you. Those are all our emails for this week. So you can, if you want to send us an email and um, have us answer your question or share your thoughts with the rest of the listeners, you can email contact at ifanboy.com. Um, we also got a lot of voicemails. A lot. A lot of voicemails. Um, which we're happy about. You, yes, thank People you People are much. finally starting to get a hang of the voicemails. Which is very cool, which is awesome. So um, let's dive right into our first one, and it comes from Dave and Chris from the podcast That's Good to Know. Hi, this is Dave Graham. And this is Chris Thorne. 100 Frapper Chris. Yes. And uh, we are calling the iFanboys to thank you guys, Chris. Yes, I would like to thank you guys for the comics. Like I said in my comment on your MySpace page, I was short on cash this week, so I had something to read now. Good stuff. For being the 100 Frapper Matt. Yes. Thanks for the stickers, too. They will go to good use. We're not really sure where we're going to put them yet, but we have some ideas. Cool. And I want to quickly plug uh, our show. We do a podcast. It's called That's Good to Know. And you're on it right now. Yeah. This this voicemail is on it right now. And we do have a question. We don't want to just waste your time. Uh, We're going to make it quick. Uh, Outside of Marvel and DC projects, what upcoming comic book stuff are you guys psyched about? Discuss. Yeah, this is... We're figuring you're thinking about it right now. Okay, yeah. We're not going to wait for the answer. Yeah. We figured We're going to listen to the podcast. Yeah, we'll listen. We'll listen to this week's, and then we'll listen to next week's. And nope. Don't keep us waiting. Yeah. Well, they've already done this week. Man, it's hot in here. Yeah, it's really warm in here. you got to turn the air on. Well, gee, guys, thanks for uh, finding a way to shoehorn us into your show. I know. Jeez. <laughs> You could have called in ahead of time. We could have coordinated something. We're, we're not, not that hard to reach. I know. We're kind of, it's kind of easy to find us. And and number two, they they freaking they're stealing our bit with the heat thing. I know they think they're being a part of it, but that's our bit. So anyway, you're gonna hear um, from our lawyers. Yes, cease and desist. Um, anyway, it's good to be on your podcast. Awkwardly. <laughs> um, so the um, so while we're at it, let's plug the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast that you can go to iFanboy.com and download and listen to. Um, <laughs> as far as comics, we're excited outside of Marvel and DC. There are comics outside of Marvel and DC? Ha, he's kidding. Uh, oh, too funny. Um, I'm excited for the end of Strangers in Paradise, which is going to be – we're on the less than a year to go. Are you um, excited or are you – Yes, I'm excited. It's, it's time. I've, I've made my peace with it. Hmm. So, I – I'm excited about. I don't tend to get excited about things that haven't happened yet. Just things that I haven't bought yet. Like I really am excited to read um, Lost Girls. I just haven't got a chance to buy it yet. Okay. Uh, oh wait, is that the lesbian book? Not. That's the no. porn book, right? That's yeah. That's the porn book. Yeah, that's the porn. Sort of, book. What's yes. the deal with that? Everyone's going crazy for it. 
It's Alan Moore. So what? Probably great. If I wanted porn, I'd just I'd go on the internet. Well, I don't think that's the point. I know. I'm just being stupid. <laughs> All right. So thank you, Dave and Chris. Oh, and Chris, you're welcome for the comments. For those who don't know, Chris was our 100th member of the Frapper Map, and um, and he finally got his prize pack, which was um, an issue of Dazzler, an issue of New Warriors, and an issue of Alpha Flight. Um, so The top-notch prize pack. Those are valuable. And we bagged and boarded them for him. So. And also, he he did get the Mythic iFanboy stickers that do exist, yet nobody knows how to get them. So... Um, so, congratulations, Chris. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, our next voicemail comes from Matt from Orlando. Hey, guys, it's Matt from Orlando, Florida. Um, I am going to call in every week because I listen to you in the car, and then it's over and I don't have anything else to do. Maybe I need a car-related hobby. I have a comment and a question. One, Josh, you are dead on about Jeff Johns. I like the word workmanlike. Um, he's a good steward for a book if you want things to just sort of putz along and maybe get a little retro, but he has absolutely no creative voice of his own whatsoever. You could not tell me a Jeff Johns book by anything he does with the writing. And my question, a lot of one-year-later launches uh, in terms of titles, many of them miniseries, some of them ongoing, which of the DC one year, year later books is going to be the first to die, in your opinion? Love the show. Thanks. Bye. Ouch. Well, Ouch. Yeah. Well, well, first off, Matt, might I suggest when you're in the car and you don't, and we're, our show is done, just listen to another podcast. Or pay attention There's, to the road. There's like thousands of them. Um, number two, Jeff Johns. We talked about that earlier. Josh is in here to defend his position, so suck it. Therefore, he is wrong. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff Johns. Okay, um, Civil War books that are no, no, no. This, DC one year DC, later books. I'm sorry, one year later books. Does he mean characters are going to die? No, or I think he canceled? means books that will, will won't last. The whole Brave New World line. Yes, I was going to say everything that's not related to a major character. <laughs> yes, the Adam. The Adam Blue Beetle. Seventeen issues at best. At best. This is the unfortunate way the market goes. Is um. You they tend to good books, yeah. This, you know. this, the books featuring the minor character, or starring the minor characters, just don't sell that well. And they have a, they usually have a small but very vocal fan base that freaks out. But at the end of the well, day, they don't sell that many books. Well, look what happened to Manhunter though. They canceled Manhunter, and the fan base freaked out and they extended it. So if you like one of those books, make sure you're vocal and email DC because they're listening. But um, I just don't think they're long for this world. But they even, I mean, even those books eventually go anyway. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. Don, like dance, Dan, dance lot, dance lot, dance lot. Yeah, the thing. Yeah, he, you know, he's got a very, very, very vocal fan base, which happens to be very, 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 very small. Yeah. So they can't, they can't, they can't hold up one of his books sales wise. Kind of like Firefly fans. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, wrong. Ouch. Wrong. Um, I actually did get a tip from somebody at DC about a one year later book that's going to get canceled soon. What? Detective Comics. Oh. You're hilarious. <laughs> I just want to start some sort of weird internet, you know, like, ah. No, um, but anyway, yeah. So the the big books are fine. So Yeah, I think anyway. if you're anything, it's the small ones that are going to go. And um, thank you, Matt, and pay attention to the road. Um, okay, yeah, he's, so not next... he's not lying. He calls us every week. Yeah, he does call us every week. So um, He got on this week, so good job. Um, our next call didn't come in through the voicemail line. This actually, and this is some way that we do offer, and you can do this. Um, this is Josh from Australia, which is our furthest away contact ever. 
Um, and he actually recorded an MP3 and sent us a recording of him on his MP3, which you can do as well. You can email that to contact at ifanboy.com if you don't want to use the 1-800 number so, or the one eight eight number. So let's hear what Josh has to say. G'day, guys. Josh here from Australia. Just wanted to first of all say thank you so much for this fantastic podcast. After recently getting back into comics, it's nice to have an outlet to hear other comic fans' views on comics, considering I'm a geek surrounded by a world of non-geeks. Um, my question is, what's what, I, what is your opinion on torrent downloading of comics, considering the prices that they're charging for comics and um, how they really get you hooked into it and all? Uh, keep up the great work, guys, and I will keep listening. Cheers. All right, well, before we get to his question, how freaking cool is that? Awesome. So question was, what do we think about torrenting of comics? I'm sorry, what? Torrenting? What is that? I don't mean? even know what that what means. That? I don't know what that means. I mean, I, I work in the internet industry, and I'm really... Seems vaguely familiar. Yeah, something about... Doesn't seem doesn't seem like the comic companies would like that, I think. Um... <laughs> Read between the lines. Um, yeah, whatever. It's like the Wild West out there, folks. It really is, and that's yeah. uh, the stuff's out there. And you, once it's out there, you yeah. can't stop it. Yeah, you can't stop it. And the thing is, is that honestly, like, I mean, you know, you'd want the companies to to get paid for their work, but I'm of the belief that, you know, somebody happens to get their hands on a comic and read it and like it, they're going to go find the more issues and buy it. Um, model. I'm a firm believer in that because that's what I do too. So, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. There are bigger fish to fry. That's my point. That's all. All right. Um, so thank you, Josh. Um, and we. And if you want to hear more about our thoughts on that topic, you can maybe email us, and we'll talk to you. Not on the air. Uh, <laughs> not out in public. Not out in public where lawyers can hear. Um, okay. So our okay. So our next uh, voicemail is from our buddy Gomer, who's a regular. Yo, 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 what's up, iFanboys? Gomer from Nashville again. I think it's really cool that you guys got your own story art going, Daryl versus Jimski. I can't wait to see what happens next. Peace. That's a good question, Gomer. What is going to happen next? Uncanny was the best book last week. And anyone who doesn't think that Jim Lee has a place in comics should not be talking about comics ever again. Goodbye. This is Daryl, by the way. That man is an art god. You just don't like good comics. You like the boring ones. And Bendis is overrated. And Alan Moore is overrated. And Jeff Johns is great. Bye. Yay! Uh all right, well, there. so that's the latest. So let's. I wonder what Jimski has to say to that. Jimski, the ball's in your court. Yeah, I think the, the, the gauntlet has been thrown down again. I think... Um, uh, I love how he could. He said goodbye, but he wasn't done. He had to go back. He's got a lot to say. And I he think does. one thing that we should clear up from last week is that um, uh, no nobody does, thinks that Jim Lee doesn't have a place in comics or shouldn't yes. be making comics. Josh, I'm a Jim Lee fan. I don't. Mind Ron loves that. Jim Lee. Josh Jim does Lee. not like Jim Lee. I there was this scene in X Men back when I was like 13. <laughs> not again. <laughs> this is making me uncomfortable. Uh, did you have big sideburns when you were 13 too? If, could you imagine Jim Lee and Jeff Johns working on a project together? That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so thank you, Daryl and Jim Skeeballs in your court. If 
Jimsky, if you want to call the voicemail line, or if somebody else wants to call the voicemail line, you can call us at one eight 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 fanboys. That's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. So, and hopefully next week we'll have the ongoing saga of Daryl versus. And Jimsky. I don't know if you noticed the voicemails we played, but uh, the short and to the point voicemails usually get airtime. Yes, the long. The long ones telling us about things that we should check out are really informative, and we'll check them out. But we just—I mean—they're just too long, so you're too loud. Just too damn loud. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> 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 it's like '80s flashback week on iFanboy. Uh, so what's going down on the Frapper map? We had uh, a lot of people join up this week, including Chad Burdett from Ravina, New York, Vince Stone from Evansville, Indiana, Josh S. Hill from Melbourne, who said as the voice, the uh, MP3, John Zimmerman from Trent, New Jersey, Joseph Lu- La- Luciano, Luciano from New York. I just that last name. Richard. I just Stupid. connotations in the last name. Anne Marie from from Miami, Florida. Scott. Is that a girl? Yes. Nice. Scott from Fox Point, Wisconsin, and um, the scariest Fapper Matt pin in quite a while. Who? Frank Silva from Berwyn, You're Illinois. Not the Frank Silva. I'm not taking any chances. Even That's though he's supposed to be dead. Ooh, it just got really cold in here. <laughs> My I hair really turned hope, gray. Oh, wait, I, I don't really have hair. Th- I really hope this Frank Silva knows what we're talking about, but the Frank Silva. Um Anyway, the owls are not what they seem. And if you are if you are Jane from Vancouver, British Columbia, and you posted a comment on the Frapper map but didn't put like, in a pin, why? We will see you. We will see you at the at the Comic Con in 07, But you got to put your pin in the map. Very confusing. Yeah, confused us. Why would you do that? But if you want to put a pin in the map, you can go to www.frapper.com slash ifanboy. Stick a pin in there. Show us where you are. Or you can go to ifanboy.com and click on the link in the upper right hand corner, and you can stick your pin in with everybody else and say hi. We're getting cool. close to 400. I mean, not close, but closer. You can taste it. Let's wrap this one up. Uh, <laughs> it is not hot in here at all. Uh, oh, you know what people can look forward to now is, as winter what? approaches. Uh, uh, yes. how, cold. how cold is it? Oh, it's freezing. Anyway, um, so don't forget to check out ifanboy.com where you can check out all the discussion and all the conversations that's going on on the site. Check out Connor's review this week in the Pick of the Week thread and um, see what everyone else has been reading. And co- please come and tell us what you've been reading. We want to hear what everybody thought of this week's books. And email us all your thoughts at contact.ifanboy.com or leave us a voicemail at 1-888-FANBOYS, which is 326-2697. Questions, comments, anything. We love getting voicemails. Yep. And I, if you want to, you can go to myspace.com slash ifanboy and you could be our friend. Only if you like us. Only if you like us, because we like you. If you like our show, you like what we're doing, you can go to Podcast Alley and vote for us, which is podcastalley.com, or you can write a review on iTunes, which we really like to read and enjoy. And you can also tell your friends, spread the word, the comic store, the uh, swap meet, the local sewing circle. If you the mahjong table, exactly. if you um, if you post on any other message boards, you know you know start a thread saying, "Hey, I fanboy rocks." Go listen to it. Um, yeah. Viral marketing. That's what it's all about, folks. And if you like the show, you can donate some cash our way. We uh, have all uh, kinds of ideas, and the donations help. We thank everybody who sends them in. You can go to ifanboy.com slash donations, or you can click on the donations box on the website. Let's just say good things are coming. Josh, yes. Josh coming out back to New York is a good thing. So Yes. Uh, and hopefully your donations will help. That's it for the show this week. I'm Ron. I'm Connor. And we will talk about comics next week again. Bye-bye. I love how you sing. Yeah.